Hello, and welcome to an Unknown Adventure podcast number 33. I'm your host, Kimberly Ann. Today is part two of Sandy Forster's interview, which focuses on abundance and the law of attraction. But before we get into it, here's my update. I did officially launch my YouTube channel, though it is sparse so far. I will put a link in the show notes, and I'd love some love there if you have the time. My van will be here in a week, and the truth is I'm freaking out a bit. There's the overwhelm of having so much to do, of course, but for some reason, I'm like really stuck on organization. At my home, I pride myself on being really organized. I have my belongings in labeled boxes. And while I know I'll figure this out in the van, it's not a satisfactory answer for my ego right this second. I'm also running around trying to get all my errands done, like doctor's appointments, the dentist appointment, selling my car, moving a small amount of my stuff into storage, getting rid of the rest of my things, and the packing process while trying to keep working. Now, my regular blogging has fallen behind, but I really have to cut myself some slack somewhere. And I haven't felt as motivated as I usually do. I may be a little bit depressed, which does happen sometimes, and I need to acknowledge that. I also have to remind myself that I am not Black Widow, even though I wish I was. And on that note, the final Loki was amazing, better than the WandaVision finale, in my opinion. Yes, I'm an MCU light geek. My video game update is that I'm close to finishing Ghosts of Tsushima, so I'm drawing it out slowly, and I miss the game already, but not as much as I miss my couch. While giving up my couch was difficult, I am getting over it. I'm glad I pulled the Band-Aid off sooner rather than later, because I really think that it's helping me ease into this next phase. As an avid reader, I recently finished the second Binti book, the second Raganti book, And I started the first Poppy Wars book. Okay, I could go on and on and on about all of this or nothing. But instead, let's get to this amazing, upbeat, and positive interview instead. Now, since we're starting in the middle of Sandy's interview, the second half, because the first half was last week's episode, the beginning may sound a little abrupt. So let me introduce Sandy Forster. Sandy is the money mindset mentor for women worldwide who are ready to experience more abundance and freedom in their life. Sandy went from welfare to millionaire, which is what we talk about at the beginning of this episode, and she's been featured in Oprah's Aussie Secret and loves inspiring and empowering women to break through their blocks, manifest more money, and create a life that they are truly passionate about. And now, meet Sandy! story of the welfare to millionaire. Wow. (laughs) I mean, already that's just a good tagline right there. I know. So I guess for me, it was all about, so when I was 15, as I said, we traveled the world. I came back to Queensland, started at a new school and met a boy and went out with this boy for about 10, 11 years, got married, had two kids and we were only married three years and we divorced. So I now had a six-month-old and a three-year-old. And the thing that I'd been doing as a fun hobby thing that was bringing us some money on the side had to become my actual business. So it was around the time aerobics were really coming in. And so I loved sewing. So I bought Lycra. And at the time, you could only buy those really ugly black leotards with little black cap sleeves and 
black low legs. So I bought all this lycra and started making leotards and swimwear. And it was fun. And I would buy beautiful lycra at the discount store and I'd come home into my garage and it was all set up so that I could cut everything out and sit in the garage and sew while the kids were sleeping in their beds. And it was just, it was a fun hobby. And it bought us money. We landscaped the garden one year. We bought furniture another time. We put in a swimming pool. So we did different things over the years. But suddenly that hobby that sewing in the winter hobby and then finding an empty store down by the beach over summer and selling everything then had to be my business. And oh my gosh, I was so not a business person. Mm -hmm. So here am I trying to make money from my, my hobby, turn it into an actual business. And I just ended up getting further and further in debt. And I ended up a hundred thousand dollars in debt and on welfare. Yeah. Wow. And welfare at the time was um, in US dollars, it was about seven and a half thousand dollars a year. Wow. A year. Wow. So trying to survive on that, as you can imagine, is not doable. So you basically, when you're on welfare, you, you go backwards every single day. And unfortunately, here in Australia, we've got a thing called, what is it? I've even forgotten it's been that long. Like that support. I don't know what it's called, but your, your ex-partner gives you money to help support Alimony. the kids. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we call it something different, but I think, yeah, so that. But they calculated his, even though he had a business and he was very successful, it was calculated at $100 a month. No. <laughs> yes. So I was getting $100 a month from him. And then my my grandson of $7,500 from the government. So it was tragic. So I went into a place where I was just further and further in debt, didn't know how to change things, trying to actually build a business. The business had this huge overdraft. I was just getting further in debt until, as I said, I was $100,000 in debt. And welfare was the only thing that was keeping me afloat, but I wasn't afloat. I was still drowning. And I just didn't understand what, how come everyone else was creating abundance or looked like they all had their life together when it came to money. And I didn't, it was so stressful. So I started reading books about wealth and going to seminars about wealth creation and doing all the practical things that everyone was doing and the money that I received from my property settlement. So I was getting my $100, actually it's $104 a month. I must be clear on that. (laughs) So the money that I was getting, but I did get a property, what was called a property settlement, and that was about $180,000. So I had to pay my lawyer, which was about $30,000. I had to buy back the car that I had been given for Mother's Day. That was about another $20,000. So with the money that I had left over, I ended up putting some into the share market and it just plummeted. I put some money into a business and lost it all. I put some money into an investment and it just closed. I put some money into real estate and I ended up selling that piece of real estate for less than what I bought it for in a really great market. So I realized that I'm doing all the practical things that everyone else is doing. What is wrong? And I realized it was my mindset. And so I started learning about positive thinking, but then I took it one step beyond that. I discovered the law of attraction and that's when everything changed. So the law of attraction for those people that don't know what it is, it's basically, it's all about what you think about and what you focus on and where you put your energy is what you then draw back to yourself. And so this is why people who have crappy lives watch crappy things on TV and then continue to have crappy lives and why people who understand that what you think about, focus on and talk about 
and where you put your energy is what you create, they tend to try and um, read books that are inspiring and um, uplifting and don't dive into TV or the media every day and take part in activities and communities of people that are better than where they are because that inspires you and encourages you to do better. So basically for me, discovering the law of attraction and understanding that the reason that even though I was reading all the wealth creation books and going to the seminars, the whole time my mind was thinking about how much debt I have and how I was going to you know, possibly pay that back or not pay that back and, and how I'd never be able to change anything because I had so much debt. And even if I got a job, it was going to take me decades to pay off that debt. And so I was focusing on all the things that I didn't want. And when I discovered that the law of attraction was an actual thing, and it also is based around quantum physics and neuroscience, and that you can rewire your brain so that you can become more attractive to what you desire, I totally dived into all that. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with creating different processes and exercises to help me focus on what I wanted. Because although I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, I just wanted to be a millionaire. That was just my goal. I just felt like I'd been born into the wrong life and that somebody better fix it. But then I realized the only one who could fix it was me. Yep. I guess for me, the law of attraction, I completely loved it because it took me away from my actual real life. So instead of focusing on how much debt I had and how I had no money to pay it all off and I was getting the red letters saying we're going to you know, send you to the debt collector and all those nasty things happening. Instead, I could spend moments every day thinking about abundance and thinking about being rich and imagining what I'd do with all that money and feeling what it would be like to have all my money worries disappear and be able to travel wherever I wanted and be able to buy whatever I wanted and have my own home and have a car that didn't leak and have a plant growing in the back because it leaked so much. Like all those amazing things that I could dream about. And because that felt so good, I consistently spent time every day focusing on what I wanted. And by doing that, I started to shift my energy and my focus and started to rewire my brain and people and opportunities and situations and circumstances all started to appear in my life that helped me basically very quickly go from welfare to millionaire. And it's all because of the way I thought. It's all because of changing my focus, changing my attention. And yeah, so now my absolute passion is teaching other people how to do the same. That's what my whole business has been created around showing people how to rewire their brain and break through their money blocks so that they can go on to create abundance and, and create a life that they truly love. And by quickly, how quickly did it happen for you? Okay, so not overnight quickly. Okay, so I first discovered the law of attraction. I became a coach around that time. I borrowed the money to go through coach training because I thought that would be great to, to work in, in the personal development industry. Probably from the time I first discovered the law of attraction to the time I became a millionaire was four years. Oh, that is quick. Yeah. So that's pretty quick. (laughs) So yeah. And I literally woke up in the morning one day with the words wildly wealthy women in my head. And I just jumped online and I registered the domain name and that was it. That's what I did. And then about three or four months later, I'm in a business with my accountant and She discovered this product. She didn't want to talk to her clients. She knew that I was good at talking to people. So we partnered up and I was talking to her clients about this product and they were getting excited. And, but I woke up with the, as I said, the name Wildly Wildly Women registered it three or four months later. I said to her, you know what, 
this product is great. It's really good. But imagine if we could get all the women together and once a week get on the phone on a big call and you could tell them all the practical strategies because she was an accountant and asset protection manager and financial advisor and expert property investor. Like she was all the practical stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I'll share the mindset techniques. And then three or four times a year, we can have wildly wealthy women's wicked weekends where all the women get together and we do meditation and yoga and they can learn stuff from you. And anyway, she said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And she was heading overseas for a couple of months and she said, you just do it, you organize it. And I did. And literally within three months, we had something like, I don't know, 750 women join up and made just under $2 million just on that idea. And that was just an idea. And the thing was, I didn't come up with the idea and then think, okay, let me make a plan. So this is really important to know. I'm not a planner. I'm not an organizer. I'm not a strategy person. I didn't come up and think, okay, now let's make a plan. And this is what I teach my students. Don't get stuck in the planning because sometimes that can turn into perfectionism and procrastination and nothing gets done. So I'm very much a ready, come up with an idea, fire instead of aiming, fire, get going and aim later, like tweak it, make it better, improve it later. And that's what I've done for all the things that I've done that have been successful. And I've had ideas that have made me $3 million in a matter of six months and lots of ideas that just come out of nowhere because one of the things I love to do is, and this is what I teach, is you've got to align body, mind and spirit. I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Secret. Yeah, I I talked about the law of attraction. So That's very much just the mind. So it just teaches the mind aspect. But what people don't understand is to really manifest and become really good at manifesting, you have to align body, mind and spirit. So you have to, yes, be thinking thoughts of abundance. And let's say that's what you want to create, thinking those thoughts of abundance and and prosperity and and imagining what it's like to be rich and imagining what your life would be like. That's That's the mind. That's the thinking. And then the spirit is the emotions. Like, how do you feel? You've got to imagine and feel what it's like to be wealthy and to have the lifestyle that you truly love and have the things that make your heart sing. But then the body is the action. You have to take action. And this is what most people miss. They think they can sit around and meditate and the money's going to drop into their lap. But it's aligning body, mind and spirit. And in the book, The Science of Getting Rich, which was written way back in 1910 Mm. by a guy called Wallace Wattles. And that was one of the books that The Secret was birthed from. In there, he says, by thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action, you receive it. So that's a missing piece for most people. They spend a lot of time creating the vision board and doing the affirmations and the visualization and meditating and getting into that beautiful feeling place, but they're not taking enough action. Uh-huh. So when you combine, and the, the, the other side of that is a lot of people take lots of action and don't get their mindset in the right. right place. And so they burn out, but you've got to combine the two. You've got to combine the doing with the mindset. And when you do, that's where real magic happens. And that's what you teach people. That is exactly what I teach people, how to align body, mind, and spirit, give them different processes and exercises in all those areas to make it really easy to just get themselves aligned. If they get off track, because life is life, we get hit sideways now and again, just get them back on track. So they're in the flow, basically, they're flowing, and the abundance is being attracted to them. I love what I do, because I get these stories from the women, it's mainly women in my programs who say things like, oh my gosh, 
the bank just rang me out of the blue and told me that they are forgiving, wiping out, releasing my $97,000 debt. And someone else says, oh, I just got a $15,000 raise. And someone else says, I just got $3,000 out of the blue to pay for a course that I wanted to do. So all these amazing success stories is simply because they're aligning body, mind, and spirit. And when you do the three, as I keep saying, that's where the magic happens. And so are you doing one-on-one or are you doing, like you said, Oh, yeah, it's all a group. Yeah, I've got a program called Million Mindset Experience. And it's an eight week program that people go through. And then they have ongoing support. I do live calls every month. But yeah, I like to do it in groups, because there's a beautiful energy and a synergy that's created when people come together, and they've got the the same objective and the same mindset, and they're all focused on the same thing. And then each week, everyone shares a success, not everyone, because we've got so many, but you know, People share successes and then that inspires other people because when they hear someone creating success, someone who's just like them, because sometimes me being me, they think, oh, Sandy's done it because, and who knows why, Sandy's different, but I'm the same as everyone else. So I love all the people in our community sharing their successes because then it shows everyone else that it's absolutely possible, that it's doable, that miracles, I always call them money miracles. Money miracles can happen. Uh, And the more that you hear of other people's money miracles, the more that you feel it's possible for you too. And then you create yours and then you share yours and then other people feel it's possible and it's just on and on and it creates a beautiful energy. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. And how many people are in your courses usually? Since we've been started, probably about uh, 1,500. Oh, wow. Yeah. But at a time. No, so they come and go. So people will go through it and then they're always part of the community. So they have lifetime access. So it's not like they all do it at the same time. Oh, I see. Yeah. So everyone's in there and then they might go through it once and then they get their life and their business to a certain level and then they feel they want to go to another level. And no matter what happens, life is life. When you want to take it to the next level, you have to do the work. You have to align body, mind, and spirit. You have to get used to that new level that you want to go to, that new income. So, yeah, it's an ongoing process, but it's fun. Mm. Yeah, it sounds fun, but it sounds like work too. It's like anything. People know exactly how to lose weight and be their ideal. Eat a bit less, exercise a bit more. That's as simple as that. It's easy, but it takes work. And the good thing about manifesting, it's not as hard as getting the ideal body because it's fun. Like all the different processes I teach are fun. And when you bring them into your life every day, you don't feel like you're doing work. You feel like you're doing something fun and then you want to do it more. And then by doing it more, you actually attract more. So it just becomes yeah, like a game. And you have a support group of other people who are doing it with you or at the same time. Like I love the Miracle Morning idea. I don't have the discipline without a support group or accountability partners to wake up at 5am every day to, to do everything I need to do. And if I did that, I'd just be exhausted anyway. It's just interesting, like going through something like that, where everybody's in a similar spot and doing the same It sounds like the same things. Yeah, Yeah. it makes a real difference when you find something that you not only enjoy, but you find other people doing the same thing and they're all like-minded and you've all got that same objective. You're all aimed in the same direction because then you don't feel like you're on your own. And then when you hit a bump, you've got the whole community to support you. And when someone does something amazing, you feel suddenly inspired and so excited about what's possible for you too. And yeah, and the, the idea is, and I think this is the main thing that I like to teach my students, it's about being mindful. Mm-hmm. Like too often 
throughout a day, we can spend so much time putting ourselves down in our head or thinking about what's going wrong or watching something stupid on the news or listening to someone's dumb conversation or getting sucked up in gossip. Like when you're mindful of the thoughts you think, the actions you take and how you feel, that's when everything can change. It's just becoming more mindful rather than just being a leaf, being dragged downstream without any control. Understand that you actually have an awe and you actually get to choose the direction you take. So becoming mindful can be massive. It's funny that you use that analogy because I was using that analogy the other day to describe like paddling upstream against what you're supposed to be doing instead of turning your boat downstream and letting and and going where you're supposed to go exactly so going downstream is great but you want to have a bit of control you don't just want to be yeah you want to have that little bit of control because then you get to say which direction you go Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting I find myself like I'm a workaholic so I have a million ideas and then I implement them all the time but then I get stuck in the, oh, now I have to do this to make this successful. Like I have to do the marketing for the books I've written, or I have to make a Facebook group for readers or whatever it is. And I don't like the other stuff. But that's why you've got to focus on the end result more because then all the other stuff falls into place. So for instance, I know when I was renting this house and it was a beautiful house, it was on the river, it was this gorgeous big mansion, but I really wanted my own home and I just wanted to have my own home. But I didn't want to just go from that gorgeous house to something plain. I wanted something really beautiful. And it was the first time I was actually going to own a home since I split up. I just kept focusing on being a millionaire and having millions of dollars and really making that happen. And I remember I had made millions of dollars and I was in a position where I could probably buy something. But then I came up with the idea. I heard about the movie The Secret. We couldn't buy it in Australia. We couldn't even watch it in Australia because until it aired on TV, they weren't allowed to sell it in Australia. And so I I saw the trailer. I didn't know what it was really about. I hadn't uh, been able to see it. It didn't mention it was a law of attraction, but I just felt it had something to do with what I was doing because I had written a book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, which is all about money and manifesting. And I just felt like it really had something to do with what I was doing. And I reached out to the secret people and I emailed them and said, what you're doing is going to change the world. I've just got this feeling. I want to send you a gift. And I got an email back from Rhonda Byrne, the producer of The Secret. And she said, we get so many emails come here all the time, every single day. I never get any, but somehow yours came to me. Yes, I'd love a present. So I sent her my book and I sent her my Millionaire Mindset Program. And she emails back and says, oh, my gosh, did you watch The Secret and then write your book? I said, no, my book's been out for ages. And she said, oh, this is like amazing, mind-blowing. Anyway, we got into a conversation and over a period of weeks, one of the things I said to her was, why can't you sell in Australia? And she explained why until it showed on air. And I said, can someone else sell to Australia? She said, sure, but we can't. And I said, so can someone from America sell to Australia? Sure, but we can't. I said, I've got a US company. My US company can buy and sell to Australia. That idea made me around $3 million in a matter of months. And from that, I just took the money and I bought my beautiful home that I now have, a beautiful home on acreage with kangaroos that graze on the back lawn and spring-fed dam and beautiful tropical swimming pool and a Buddha waterfall. And And I didn't think when I was doing my business then, okay, I've got to do so many events or I've got to sell so many people into my programs or I've got to do, I didn't think of that. I just thought 
I want my ideal house. I want a house that's got lots of trees and birds singing. And I just detailed all the things I wanted. And then the universe orchestrated things so that I could have that big chunk of cash come in in a way that I would never have considered or thought of. I knew nothing about importing and exporting. I knew nothing about shipping stuff from one country to another. I knew nothing about distribution for a product all around Australia. I knew nothing about that. But I just said, I'll sell it in Australia. That's what I mean about the ready, fire, aim. (laughs) Just get going and figure it out as you go along. So when you're really clear on what you want, mm-hmm. you get less bogged down by all the details and the universe figures out the best way for you to achieve your dreams. And it doesn't necessarily have to be through the sale of your book or through the marketing that you do. It can just bring you the people and the opportunities and the circumstances and the situations and the things that are going to allow you to attract your heart's desires. So just think big picture (laughs) and don't get bogged down in all the details because the universe will figure them out. I'm a planner, so it's hard not to get bogged down in the details. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's why it's probably worked so well for me because I am not a planner and I just am the big thinker and I love thinking about all the things I'm going to do and have and experience and enjoy and the universe just figures all the rest out. I feel like like it did work for me because in one way, I just wanted to be a full-time nomad and travel the world. And then COVID happened and I'm losing everything. I guess it's the perfect time, but I would have never done that on my own. And and the thing is, no matter what's happening in your life, it's happening for a reason. So I always say to people, when things go south, that's the time to get excited. That's the time to, to think there must be something bigger and better around the corner that the universe is trying to orchestrate. And the only way that can happen is for this thing to, to come undone, to disappear, to just self-implode. Right. Right. If you could tell your younger self one bit of advice now, what would it be? To believe in yourself from day one. I was such a shy child who just wouldn't talk to anyone, had no self-belief, was really just completely different to how I am today. And I would definitely say, believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we could all use some of that. And then let me ask you, would you say that everybody that's like gone through your course and done the things that you have them do, have they all been successful? We don't have a sort of a feedback mechanism to find out if every single person who's done everything I've done has been successful. But from the comments and the feedback and the messages and everything we get, I would have to say that, yes, the majority of people who actually do the program and take the actions, they're the ones that create the success, definitely. That's cool. It is. I've got students who I remember them saying back when they started, they start a business and they make $222 the first month. And now five years later, this particular girl, Denise DT, she's just moved into her own $6 million home. So it's my students just, it's just so, I don't know, so exciting, so humbling. So I love what I do and I'm going to continue to do it the rest of my life because I see success stories over and over again from people who start with absolutely nothing. Another one, Sarah Prout, she said, if it wasn't for me, she would never have left her husband gone on to find someone new, create an internet business, and all based around the law of attraction. The great thing is I make a difference in their life, and then they go on and make a difference in other people's lives. So everyone that I impact 
then goes on to impact other people. So it's really about making this huge ripple effect around the world and, mm-hmm. and affecting change in so many people's lives. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I always feel like everybody that I interview, like I'm learning something. I'm the one who's benefiting. Everybody who listens, yes, of course. It's similar. Everybody's got such a different story. It's absolutely amazing. And I don't know if I've even said this on the podcast, but when I interview people, I don't talk, one woman I talked to before I interviewed her, and I've interviewed some friends of mine, so obviously I've talked to them. But most people like you, I just put out a call on in a Facebook group and I got a bunch of responses and people were like, how are you vetting these people? And I don't vet them. <gasps> well, aren't you worried? I said, why would I be worried? Like It's if the they- conversation. I know. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> and what I, I often, because my goal for this year is to be um, interviewed on 222 podcasts. And oh. so I, I have someone reaching out to lots of people and a lot and there's a number, not many, but there is a number of them that say, okay, we want to have a 20 minute chat two weeks before the podcast, just to make sure. And part of our whole thing is a, I don't have time, right. but B, that takes the spontaneity out of the yeah. conversation. And that takes that inquisitiveness out. And that takes that whole revealing the story out because you've already talked to them. And then you can't remember if you told them or if you told it in the podcast and yeah. it just gets too much. Yeah, yeah. I love that whole spontaneity. And that whole just having a conversation and getting to know someone. Yeah. Yeah, And I've never had a bad experience. And it's so funny because people will say, what if you get somebody on that's awful? And I don't think they'd want to talk on a podcast if they were off. Why would they even want to go on a podcast if they were either shy or didn't have something to say or not secure enough or whatever? They wouldn't even volunteer. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. And so I go into this absolutely not knowing what the conversation is going to be like. So it's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's fun for you. And then it's fun for everyone listening too. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should, maybe I'll write a little blog post on that or something, but thank you. How long have you had your podcast? Since last September. And how's it going for you? I'm about to launch mine in about two weeks. Oh, and what is yours? It's called Wildly Wealthy Women. And it's all about money manifesting and mindset. Oh, good. Perfect. Mm -hmm. It's like your course, but on a podcast. So tell people where they can find you. Yeah, sure. The best place to find me is my website, wildlywealthy.com. But for everyone listening, if you are interested in really getting your energy aligned with abundance, I've got a little manifesting bundle that they can grab at wildlywealthyfree.com. Okay, cool. I'll put a link because by the time this airs, you'll have your podcast out. So I'll put a link to that too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it and hope it inspires someone in your audience. I'm sure it will. And I appreciate your time and your willingness and and your excitement because I can tell that you love what you do. And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. If you received value from this podcast, I would be crazy happy if you could leave five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. That does help the podcast get seen by more people. Or you could share it with others who you think may benefit from listening to it. And a huge thank you to Lucy Meisler for the new music that she created just for this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lucy. I love it. Next week's interview is with an incredible 20-year-old entrepreneur. Please check out my YouTube channel if you wanna. My goal there is to show the real, messy, and unglamorous parts of my house-to-van transition. I really appreciate each and every one of you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And have a fantastic day. 